0: Hey, it's Daniel. Just before we get to this week's show, I want to tell you about a new podcast in your Android Central podcast feed called Jiggle Physics. Yeah, it's a strange name, but if you listen to the show, you'll understand what it's all about. This is a new gaming podcast uh, that will live inside the ACP feed for the foreseeable future. And it's all about the gaming industry, the news that you need to know from... Uh, Xbox to PlayStation to consoles to even Android gaming um, occasionally. And if you've been interested in learning about gaming from sort of a Android Central perspective, the stuff that you may not always hear about on other gaming podcasts, I really encourage you to check it out. There are two episodes out right now, and uh, they're really different in style to what you're used to from the ACP. And uh, the feedback so far has been Really great. So, uh, check it out if you haven't already and uh, send us some feedback to podcasts at Android Central to let us know what you think about the show and what you'd like to see from future episodes. Okay, time for this week's show. Thanks. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Android Central podcast for Thursday, September 5th, 2019. My name is Daniel Bader, and uh, holy cow. If you've been following tech news today, it has been a busy day out of IFA 2019, so we've assembled a crack team of journalists from all over mobile nations to figure out what the heck is going on. Uh, joining us again, Aura Wagner. Welcome back. How are Yo, you? I'm good. Yo. You're good? Good hanging in there? Host Dorian didn't quite get to uh, where you are.
1: Yeah, it was just a good night of rain for Dorian. I'm just happy that I got a good night's sleep out of it.
0: And uh, on the other side of Florida, I have two Floridians on the podcast. Welcome back to the show, Phil Nickinson, former former host of the ACP. How are you?
2: Uh, whatever. It's just me. How is it?
0: Uh, it's it's it, it's great to have you back, and I'm really. I've not been hurricaned either, by the way. In fact, right, well, you're you're on the other side. You're like super inland. I mean, I'm right. No, I'm right next to Alabama. It was totally. Yeah, he's here. on
1: the coast.
0: But I thought you were on the other side towards i'm I'm on the left side next to alabama where the storm was
2: never
1: coming
0: oh yeah that's that that's the joke okay that whole thing i got you i didn't want to get political last time i got political on here i got a a thousand Um, emails
2: so i'm just being factual you can email me at jerry (laughs) at (laughs) androidcentral.com all
0: right jerry uh sorry about that in advance so we're going to go through a ton of announcements obviously with ara and um jerry slash phil on the podcast uh, we're going to go through some smart home stuff, and we'll start with Amazon because Amazon, as it always does, announced a ton of stuff at once. And um, alongside that, a day before, Roku also announced uh, a big, a couple of big deal things. So we'll start with the two um, similar products. Let's talk Amazon. Nebula soundbar and Roku soundbar.
2: Wait, 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 wait. I, I, we got to say the whole Amazon name cuz it's driving me nuts. Why? They're calling it the give the it Amazon give it to us. Amazon Fire TV Edition Anchor Nebula soundbar.
0: Yeah. It rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Oh my
2: god. What the hell?
0: Yeah. All right. So cut. this is a like um the JBL bar thing. JBL that, Link Bar. Thank you. JBL Link Bar, that was announced all the way back uh, at, what was it, CES, Mobile World Congress, basically like ancient history. It's sh- now shipping. It has an operating system inside the soundbar. It's basically a soundbar that doubles as your speaker, sla- soundbar that doubles as your um, connected box, your TV it, It's box. a soundbar
2: that's a, a streaming TV thing at the same time yeah right
0: so now we have google assistant or Go- android tv versions with google assistant built in we have a fire tv version with uh lexa built in and we have roku um with no assistant built in but roku has not denied that it has stopped working on a rumored assistant so maybe down the road we'll get something from them well, as well. you
2: Roku has access to to everything through that you know third party API type stuff, so sure. it, it it can get to it and it can work with you know Google Assistant. So if it works with Google Assistant, it can you know it can all tie in. But it's not like directly like having Google Assistant in an Android TV box or or having Siri in the Apple TV or having Alexa and Fire TV.
0: So okay, let's let's start with Roku because Phil, you're actually you're up on the Roku game. You know the company really really well. Um, When it announced the soundbar, it it wasn't really surprising. I mean, they launched it alongside a wireless subwoofer. This comes a year or so after the wireless speakers, which connect to Roku TVs and only Roku TVs. Um, Surprisingly, Roku is the most used uh, streaming operating system on televisions and set-top boxes in the U.S. Is that
2: Um, surprising? Well,
0: let's back up a little further. So
2: Fire TV actually still rules the world. There are more Fire TV devices out there, which makes sense because they're dirt cheap and they're more places than Roku is. Um, so yeah, you've got the you've got the Roku streaming players, which count as the sticks. You have Roku TVs, which are TVs, and one out of every three new smart TVs sold these days is a Roku TV. And, and again, that makes sense because they're affordable. I'm not going to say low cost, but uh, you know these TCL TVs that are three and four and five hundred dollars for a good sized television. Uh, are selling like hotcakes at this point. Uh, so then they came out with the Roku wireless speakers, which are bookshelf-sized speakers that sit on either side of the TV and connect very simply. And that's actually the common theme for all these. There's this this protocol called Roku Connect. And it's actually been around a while, and they didn't do anything with it for a while. Uh, but it makes it super easy to pair up all this stuff. You, you literally just turn it on, and the TV's like, oh, there's speakers here. Cool. You want to connect them? Yes. Awesome. Uh, So that's tied into all this as well. And in in the Roku Smart Soundbar, which is what they call it, um, you will just plug the thing in via HDMI ARC, and it will run Roku on whatever television you have. I can't wait to plug in the soundbar running Roku into my Roku TV and watch as I go nuts for about 15 minutes trying to figure (laughs) out what I just did. Roku Inception. Right. Um, So pairing with that, you have this subwoofer. These are two separate products. You can buy them together. You can buy them separately at launch, the subwoofer will only work with the soundbar. They are working to get it uh, to work with the speakers, which makes total sense. It just won't do it at launch, which is insane, but that's software. It happens. Um, Also, (laughs) you cannot currently use the Roku wireless speakers in conjunction with the soundbar. As I look around my living room, I actually have a Vizio soundbar connected to my Roku TV, and I love it. It's great. I have these wireless speakers as the rears and a wireless sub and it all works perfectly together. Roku's not quite there yet, you know, they it's, it's one of those we have nothing to announce right now, which you know they're working on it. They want to get all this stuff working together, but it's just not there yet. Um, and it, it you know, I haven't heard it yet. Both of these things cost $179. They're not expensive, though together you're, you know, getting up there at what 360. Um and well, you I'll talk more about the overall picture in a minute. The question for me is who really wants to buy this when you can get a $50 Roku streaming stick, you know, and you pick your, your flavor of it, uh, and, and you have easy streaming or same thing goes with fire TV, you know, do you really need to, to have, it's really for somebody who wants things done easily and done better than the speakers that come with your TV, I think is, is the short version.
0: That brings us to the Amazon Fire TV edition Anker Nebula soundbar. Yes. Um, $229. This is obviously running Fire TV, Amazon's TV operating system. And as you said, this is a more globally successful brand. And this is launching in a bunch of countries, the US, Canada, United States, and Germany uh, in November. Um before presumably rolling out to many, many other countries down the road. Amazon likes to launch things in the U.S. or the U.S. and Canada, and then a year later bring it to other places. Um, And we'll get to the Fire TV Cube update in a second. But I just want to talk about this because it goes back to an interview I had when I was briefed on the Sonos Beam a year ago, a year and Mm -hmm. a bit ago. And uh, I was talking to an exec at Sonos, and they said – Most people in the world do not have anything connected to their TV at all. Today, most people use smart features through the TV that they buy, and they never connect speakers to them, period. Like, full stop, that's it. They are okay with that experience. And I'm wondering, what is it about these products? I mean, soundbars are not new. But now we seem to have converged on this notion that sound pl- soundbar plus operating, smart operating system equals profit, right? And is that the simple solution, right? We have, we have audio plus video input through the TV's HDMI arc, which all TVs have now. Is that the key to push this over the edge to get people to buy uh, audio solutions for their TVs. In this case, yeah,
2: and it makes even more sense for Roku than it does Amazon because you got to remember how Roku makes money. It's not actually on the hardware; they make money by selling ads on the Roku operating system. Um, y- yes, I, I, y- that statistic does not surprise me. Um, and you know, even that, I have a new TCL Roku TV. I have a relatively new Vizio Atmos soundbar. You know, new specs. And from time to time, the two things refuse to talk to each other. So that goes back to the ease of use thing and DRM and handshakes that don't work all the time. So yeah, you need something that works the first time every time. And that's the goal of this. And again, that underlying theme of Roku Connect, making pairing these devices, and, and these won't be the only devices. They'll have more, making them easy to use. And that's key for them.
1: Can I just say I don't have any speakers plugged into either of the TVs in my apartment? See?
2: Huh, both so of, both, the both of my
1: TVs are well, but both of my TVs are also dumb TVs. Like I have hand-me-down HD TVs. They are not. Uh, the first one isn't smart at all. The second one is kind of smart, but I don't use any of it. I just have I have a first-gen Chromecast plugged into the one in my bedroom because I never use the TV in my bedroom, and I have the uh, the Nvidia Shield plugged into my TV in the living room. And yeah, the speakers aren't the greatest thing in the world, but. If I really wanted the greatest thing in the world, I'd build myself a surround sound experience. And I haven't seen a reason to do that yet.
2: That's where where things like the Vizio setup that I have. I like it because it drastically improves the quality of the audio without being all that difficult to set up. The hardest part of has been the handshake.
1: I mean, like, I, I'd be interested in trying a soundbar. I just haven't seen a compelling reason to make me go out and spend 200, 300 bucks on one yet.
2: Yeah and and I think that's just all subjective you know what do you care about um I did not have I did not have a a I didn't have a 1080p tv for the longest time um and and I don't know how I I went without that but audio has always been one thing that I have have wanted to have since Basically, since I moved out of my parents' house, I made sure I had surround sound of some kind because you know th- that's right when when five point one stuff was getting really big and Saving Private Ryan and The Matrix and and all these movies were really being designed for that experience.
1: See, I You're have memories, memories of my father now, Phil, fussing I am around old. with the surround sound at home while we were trying to watch a movie, and the rest of us just being exa- exasperated and being like, we just want to watch the movie. I just need my I just need to be able to hear soft noises when a film goes super quiet between action sequences. And I needed to block out the sound from the apartments around me. That's it. So that's
2: that's actually one of the features that Roku has built into this. They have this and they they used it in the in the speakers as well, not just the soundbar, but it levels out the audio. It makes stuff that's quiet at night, louder, It makes stuff that's loud, quieter. Uh, so, again, this this through line of, of Roku Connect and these features uh, being used on multiple products is a big deal for them.
0: So I I think just higher level though, it's clear that, um, companies like Amazon, like Google, um, like Roku, they're really trying to own the living room experience. That is not a, this is not surprising to any, to anybody, right? Google has its pause. You know, Google doesn't necessarily make it's other than the Chromecast doesn't make its own solutions, but it. It works with companies like JBL or Lenovo on smart home setups. And we'll talk about Lenovo later on because there's like 800 announcements from them as well that uh, also have Google Assistant built in. But what's interesting to me is when you go into a Best Buy or you look on Amazon or wherever you buy your stuff and you try to figure out what solution you need you know, you can't buy anything that isn't somewhat connected anymore. So you have a TV that will always have some smart features now. You basically can't buy anything without a built-in operating system that has Netflix and Amazon Prime and a bunch of other solutions. Then there are the, you know, the, the sticks or the setup boxes that will provide the same thing. Then there are now the... Um, soundbars that will have even more of the same thing how do people figure out what solutions to go for it it just seems completely overwhelming to me and 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 there's it's almost like when you buy a samsung phone there's three email clients now when you get a tv solution there's like three operating systems all competing for your hdmi inputs
2: yeah and that's that's another reason i think why the Roku TVs are doing so well because it's this one thing you don't have to plug anything else into it. The Amazon fire TV edition is the same way, right? You just plug the damn thing in and it works. Uh, and, and that's not to say that Android doesn't have those too. Android TV is on Sony. It's on uh, sharp, maybe a, a bunch of manufacturers. I just never remember. Them. Sony's the big one.
1: Yeah. But all the ones from manufacturers that come built into the TV all don't get updated nearly as often or as well as the Nvidia shield.
2: Well, nothing does,
1: but
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a thing. And there's this class of people out there and, and I say that purposefully, um, because they, they segregate themselves in, into not wanting all that junk connected. And there is actually a, you know, some pretty good argument for that, or at least no more connected than it needs to be. Um, I'm trying to think TV in my bedroom. I don't actually have connected to the internet because it doesn't need to be um and and maybe I'm just getting older but but i s- am starting to see the point of that more and more. That doesn't mean I want to be completely disconnected,
0: but just not any more than I have to so two more things amazon announced uh there's a brand new f- um fire t v cube updated with a faster processor, double the storage and support for Dolby vision in addition to uh h d r ten plus and uh it did support um h d r ten last year. It's also rolling out to other countries, including Canada. So I'm going to be trying it, uh, shortly. It's got a, um, it's got better microphones and a whole bunch of other stuff well, not just better microphones, but they're
2: doing some of the v- the voice processing on the device now. So instead of taking what you say, shoving it up in the cloud, running it through some servers, and then pumping it back down into your TV and making it do whatever, it's all being processed right there in the cube. You can actually see the lights flashing as it... No, you can't. Uh, but it, it's local, so it's faster. And that also could take away some privacy concerns, maybe.
0: Right. Something Amazon would very much like to things. get away from. Yeah. Okay, so this is $120. It's shipping in... A month on October 10th, so you won't have to wait quite as long. This seems to be the flagship um you know TV set up box experience that Amazon is really pushing now, right? The the Fire TV sticks are fine, they do the job, but if you want any semblance of kind of hi-fi connectivity associated with your TV, you want this, right? It has for the first time Dolby Vision, uh HDR 10, as I said. Um, and at $120, this seems to be like the sweet spot in terms of price.
2: Yeah, it it makes more sense now than it did a year ago. And here's why. The Cube came out, and it was missing Dolby Vision. And, and full disclosure, I totally had a brain fart yesterday and kept saying it, it had gained Dolby Atmos, but it had Atmos before. But a couple months after the Cube came out last year, they came out with the Fire TV Stick 4K which, as the name suggests, does 4K. It also was the first device to do Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision. So you had this 50 or $60 stick, I forget how much it cost, that actually had better specs, you know, more features anyway, uh, than the Fire TV Cube. So I had a real... At that point, I was like, no, don't buy the Cube, unless you absolutely have to have the hands-free Alexa stuff, which I don't, because I hate controlling anything with my voice, especially a TV. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing in the middle of a show and yell at my TV to turn the volume down.
1: Assuming it's going to hear you over the sound of the program.
2: In no world does that make sense. Um, it made more sense. Oh, and, and the sticks started shipping with this updated remote control that let you, wait for it, control the volume and turn the TV off and on with a with a power button so you didn't have to use your voice to do it. So it's like... They came out with this cube that was kind of half baked and it was using this processor. They, literally, the processor did not support Dolby Vision, which is why it wasn't in there. But then two months later, they came out with a cheaper device that did. And it's just like, what? So, this is kind of the fire cube that should have been released a year ago. Um, the new onboard voice processing is a big deal. I think that because any lag time in that is just bad. Um, and that's going to be a bigger deal for people. But I don't know that the intent to buy it is any different than it was before. If you don't need hands-free Alexa control, I would just buy a cheaper Fire TV Stick 4K and get pretty much the same experience.
0: And for anybody who doesn't want to mess with set-top boxes, there are new Fire TV edition televisions. So they're launching in the in in Europe for the first time and um you know, this is this is kind of interesting because these are TVs Made by various manufacturers, some that I've never heard of, like Media yeah. Market and Saturn. Ones that are typically only available in in parts of Europe, and they have the um, they have all the functionality built in. And even one now, I forget which one it is. The Grundig,
2: Grundig, yes. Grundig
0: yeah, they have. No, has, we gotta say Grundig. Sorry, Grundig has yes, uh, built in microphones similar to the Fire TV Cube. And yep. it's running an LG OLED panel. So nice. it's it's really good looking. Um this kind of then oh like negates the need for any of these set top boxes. Um and especially if it's gonna have decent audio because my LG TV has really good audio for built in speakers, like what else do you really need? You don't. I wouldn't.
2: Um and yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think unless you get caught up in the like YouTube words again, but that's been cleaned up. Was it was Apple news, Apple news. It was Apple TV plus coming to fire TV. I don't remember. No, that I don't think now? so. And, Maybe. and Disney plus we don't know about yet. That's still a holdout for Amazon.
1: That's still the biggest holdout left for Disney plus. Honestly, you,
2: you get these dumb edge cases where, where that could really make or break whether you're going to buy a product. Um, but I agree. Like that's, that's kind of the Holy grail right now.
0: Yeah. So walk us through this because, you know, Amazon has so many products now. If you're just trying to get started with, you know, you just want Fire OS somewhere on your television, what's the product to get?
2: I would still just get a Fire TV Stick 4K
0: unless you have to
2: get hands-free Alexa built into all your TV stuff. Then get a Fire TV Stick 4K and save yourself 50, 60, 70 bucks, whatever it is, Um I would get a dumb television. I take the back. I wouldn't get a dumb TV. I would get a TV that can
0: update itself online. Um, I love Vizio TVs for that. They're really good. Is the pri- are the privacy concerns with Vizio TVs done? Don't have to worry about that.
1: Uh, you know, are privacy concerns with anything connected ever ex- really done? Exactly. I
2: I say trust no one, and that, and that's what I mean by like turn it on once a year to you know, plug it into your Wi-Fi once a year to update the thing. And otherwise, disconnect it if it doesn't actively need to be, you know, getting information from the internet somehow. I, I think Vizio did a bad thing, and it did a bad thing badly. Uh, I think it had to pay some to fix it. I think it took a big PR hit. I think most people have already forgotten. Um, I don't know that they're any more evil in that regard than everybody else who who abuses data. So no, you know, and especially Amazon in that respect.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's you know when people ask me my dream you know Phil. i want to you know cut the cord what what is hey by the way we've gone this entire time and not mentioned cordcutters.com we should really do that um, but i think my sort of dream setup is i've got a vizio tv in the bedroom i've got an apple tv 4k connected to it and i have you know $200 vizio 5.1 soundbar system connected to it that's that's pretty good audio pretty darn good tv and the best streaming solution You know, because Apple TV can do everything. Um, Is it the least expensive? No. Is it exorbitant? Exorbitant? I don't think it's that bad. And it really cuts down on all the lag. Apple TV is just faster than than pretty much everything, except for like Shield. Um, But it's absolutely faster than Roku. It's definitely faster and smoother and cleaner than Fire TV. Um, There's nothing wrong with Fire TV. But if you ask me what most people should get, most normal people, I would say get a Roku TV. Done. That's it. It's going to play 90% of what you need it to do. Um, Again, you're going to run into these weird edge cases, right? Like if you want to uh, stream Apple music, you can't do that directly into Roku right now. Weird stuff like that.
1: Well, let's be real. If you want to stream Apple anything, anywhere, you're in that ecosystem.
2: Yeah, and you. There's a pretty good chance you're already going to have an Apple TV. On the other hand, one out
0: of every three smart TVs sold is a Roku TV. That's going to be a lot of Apple users. I, I just want to interject for a second because you mentioned Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus, and these are two upcoming streaming services that are going to live on these boxes, right? We 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 sort of take for granted like an Apple TV will have all the things because Apple has decent relationships with basically everybody um, for content because everybody wants to live on the Apple ecosystem. Amazon obviously pushes Amazon prime, um, prime video, all of the other prime services Uh, prime lives on Roku. It lives on other, you know, other services too. You can get prime on the Apple TV. You can get prime on Android TV, so the two upcoming ones that I think most people care about are Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus. Well, di- most people don't care about Apple TV. Most people don't uh, care
1: about Apple TV Plus, That's it's, it's, it's gonna <laughs> suck
0: a lot of the oxygen out of the room um, when it launches. So let's talk about Disney Plus first. Is it, you said it may not launch on, on Fire TV. Why is that? Is it just that Apple or that um, Disney and Amazon haven't come to an agreement yet? Or is there any, any existing bad blood between them that would prevent it from happening?
1: There shouldn't be. I mean, Disney works with Amazon on a fair number of things. I mean, if you do Amazon Free Time for the Amazon uh, the uh, kids edition tablets or the kids edition Echo Echo, uh, Echo Dot, they have tons of Disney content on there on that subscription. But it's just it's probably more a matter of they either haven't gotten the apps worked out yet, or they're trying to get like Alexa integration with it, and they haven't gotten the Alexa integration they really need. In order for it to be like fully Fire TV, uh, Fire TV, whatever compliant.
2: Yeah, you got to remember, you're talking two different licensing. And, well, w- way more than two, but but yeah, the, the audio on an Echo is is different than the video that you're going to be watching through these. It's a whole different set of lawyers, and actually, that's for me, 99 percent of the time, that's what this comes down to. It either comes down to money or it comes down to lawyers, and one is generally a function of the other. Uh, it could could be like you said, and just the apps aren't ready. Uh, but I'm willing to bet that it's the lawyers or it's the money. And once one of those things goes, the other will follow. Um,
1: but I mean, so long as, so long as Disney plus supports Chromecast and Roku, I mean, I feel like it's not going to hurt that much. Not having it on fire TV.
2: I think, I I think everybody is kind of upselling Apple TV plus because it's Apple and they're going to learn a hard lesson here because that's a really tough industry. And, and Netflix and Amazon, you know, didn't ru- didn't rule it overnight and you know i i keep seeing these headlines talking about the streaming wars and who's going to win like it's a zero sum game and it is not and it never will be there's too much good content out there across too many of the services we're going to keep you know buying more of them and i'm okay with that actually as long as they continue to make it easy to cancel and to hop back on and you know i i don't have hbo today i had it a month ago um i have You know, Hulu today, I might not need it next month, just depending on what's there and and what I want to watch. They are they are betting on us being too lazy to cancel to make money.
0: Audible has me locked in because I forgot to use credits. And if I cancel, I lose my credits. (laughs) So I've been paying for Audible for a year now because I just don't know what else to do. So if you have audiobook recommendations, send them over to podcast at Android Central, please. I really need to use my six credits and then cancel Get,
1: like lullabies and bedtime stories for Talia.
0: No, cause she's, she's one years she's a year old and, and that, it, that, that's a great idea, but those are free. And <laughs> I, I don't, I don't need to pay the equivalent of like $30 for a, a, a book of, or an audiobook of lullabies read by, I don't know um, who, who's, who's somebody who would, who, who would you want to read lullabies to your kids? Like, who, which famous person? Morgan Freeman? Jerry Hildenbrand? Hell yeah.
1: Julie Andrews.
0: Julie Andrews? That's a great idea. She would be amazing at that.
1: Or Ju- or Judy Dench. I mean, like, I just love the way that Judy Dench did a narration for Spaceship Earth. And now that we're not going to have her there anymore, I'd like to have her narrating some audiobooks about like history and fantasy and whatnot.
0: Yeah. I, so you, you, you have a thing for like old British ladies. Narrate, narrating stories I guess. Well
1: not just little british ladies but sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that accent has 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 something. I'll, I'll give you that. Um all right, where were we? So yeah, I mean it, they make it easy to to cancel, that's fair. You said, you know, Amazon or Apple's going to learn learn a really hard lesson. Um what lessons have Netflix and Amazon learned over the last couple of years? as more entrants have, have sort of started competing with them on, on original content. That it takes a metric crap ton of money
2: to, to make 200 shows in hopes that one of them really takes off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, to be honest, I don't care that much about the, the internals of all this. You keep seeing all these stories about, you know, whether Netflix is making money, whether, you know, Hulu, how much they're spending, how much all these companies are spending on original content.
1: Well, and Hulu, the fact we, is we know th- they're not making money.
2: Yeah. Like, Disney's know, come it, out and
1: it, said, yeah, we're not expecting Hulu to make money for at least another year and a half. That's not the exactly. goal with Hulu right now.
2: This stuff is hard and making really good shows is hard. How many times have you seen, you know, we call them cult classics that, that don't do anything at the time, but turn out to be much appreciated later and, and make money in some other form. So maybe it's, it, it could be, you know, half of what Netflix shows that does really well, it didn't make. It bought from somewhere else. Uh, Same for Prime Video. They're doing it too. That's why Amazon is rescuing all these shows. I I just started watching The Expanse finally, and it's actually really good. And I'm a little pissed that they canceled it too, but I'm glad Netflix or uh, Amazon picked it up, and it makes sense. I get that. So they're going to be able to get people who, you know, the six people down the street who didn't have Amazon Prime already to sign up. And that's kind of the name of the game is, is they're going after, I hate to call them crumbs, but I think at this point it's kind of crumbs. It'll be interesting to see, it, it's really going to be interesting to see what happens with Hulu now that Disney owns it. Because Hulu has only really had, really, The Handmaid's Tale, right? That's been its one big claim to fame there in original content. It's not the only thing it's had, but that's been.
1: Well, the but the other claim to fame for Hulu is, oh, I can't watch my I can't watch my TV shows tonight, I have to work. I can watch them tomorrow on Hulu. Right. And that's not going away. At least that's not uh, that's not going away for at least 3 years and even then what'll only be going away is uh NBC whenever they pull it for their system cuz now that it's now that Disney has Fox that's going to be like a good chunk of the channels that Hulu had uh day after episodes for. But I also wouldn't rule out the bundling for Hulu because the way that they're going to like bundle Hulu and ESPN Plus and Disney Plus is going to be really interesting. Although, since I've gone ahead and bought my two years, my three years now, I don't really have to care about bundles as much yeah, for I, until twenty twenty one.
2: I I did that too, and I I wrote a thing back when the bundle was announced. I mean twelve ninety nine for for Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus is huge. My one question on that is, what does that mean for Hulu with live TV? Because uh, that's another big question mark.
1: That means hey, nothing for Hulu with live TV, <laughs>
2: right? So far, it doesn't. So you know, if they change that at some point, that'll be an, an even bigger deal. Right now, it's just a really big deal. If they throw in live TV somehow, it becomes an even bigger deal. But we'll just have to see.
0: All right. So this is a very U.S. centric conversation. I want to shift it away, make it more universal, and and then and then I realize that you know what what I'm what I'm about to say may not be universal because. At least anecdotally, I haven't seen the success in the category that I think some of these companies would have liked to see. I'm talking, of course, about smart displays. Um these are, you know, the Nest Hub, the Lenovo smart display, the JBL Link View, the LG AI ThinkQ nine four, you know,
1: WTF, P8. whatever.
0: It's you know, all of these smart displays that live somewhere and show you information and are silently listening for you to say, hey, G, and then, you know, ask them to do a whole bunch of stuff. Lenovo, um, to its credit, it's trying to do a couple of new things here, and and you got to respect the hustle. So what they're doing is they basically launched a smaller version of the smart display called the smart display 7. It's not that interesting, um, but it gets people – You know, it it basically goes head-to-head with Google's own Nest Hub. Um, And Google, of course, is on the verge of releasing its larger Nest Hub Max. It's coming out next week, actually, so we should be hearing way more about that in the next, you know, week or two. But Ara, the Lenovo Yoga Smart Tab and the Smart Tab M8 are Android tablets that are also Google Assistant displays. And the announcement happened the day that Google said that it is improving It's ambient mode for these kinds of devices where they're not stationary all the time. They convert between, um, you know, they convert between a tablet and a stationary smart display. So walk us through the products.
1: Well, the Lenovo devices are just the first two. They're the first two tablets that we've seen with the new ambient mode because that's all they are. The Yoga Smart Tab and the Smart Tab M8 are Android tablets that have Google Assistant ambient mode built-in and that's like a tent pole feature for them because they're going to be the first two to have it and the first two phones to have it are the nokia 6.2 and 7.2 that were announced today but ambient mode is great because for i don't know how it is for everybody else but in my apartment i don't need displays like all over the place i already have enough smart things in my house i want to be able to conv- I, I don't want to have another thing cluttering up my apartment but if i can turn an if at some point I'm able to just be like, "Oh, my tablet got an update and it has ambient mode now." So now I can just plug that into a dock and that'll be a Google basically that'll be a Nest Hub for me that I didn't have to pay anything extra for. So that really excites me, especially with the way I'm especially with the way that it's going to interface with on phones, you'll be able to look at your notifications without pulling it out of uh, completely out of ambient mode. So that's going to be very interesting to see once we actually get to test it on phones like the Nokia 6.2 and
0: 7.2. Right. So we'll talk about the phones in a minute, but ambient mode is, is really fun. I mean, I, I'm sure all three of us use it to show photos through Google photos. Um, we can control music. We can see news, um, you know, as it comes up, we can t- touch the screen, not touch the screen. It doesn't really matter. Um, but this new ambient mode sort of takes things to a new level. You can um, control your smart home devices. Basically, it becomes a stationary smart display when it's docked. Um, is this enough to get people to buy into this category, Ara? Or do you think it's it's still not going to provide the same experience as a stationary smart display?
1: I think it'll. Pro- I think it will provide enough of the stationary experience. But more importantly, this is. I'm not. Exp- I'm not expecting people to go out and run and buy new tablets just for this feature. I'm expecting that in six to nine months, enough, uh, enough of the Android tablet market that we have right now will update and add this. And that'll be something that uh, that can help breathe a little bit more life back into Android tablets as a whole, but also help make tablets that are already out on the market more useful than they were before they get this update.
0: Right. So Phil earlier this year back in uh at CES Lenovo actually unveiled something called the Smart Tab which was this but with Alexa built in uh and it basically turned the tablet into an Echo Show when it was docked um but we found out subsequently that the experience wasn't entirely there it, it was not an Echo Show it, it was an Echo Show by name only right um, you know, this this sort of hybrid device makes sense because tablets are not used as much as companies would like them to be used, I think. But, um, you know, it, I, I also, I, I like this idea because people still have a valid use for tablets in the living room or the kitchen or, you know, the bathroom, God forbid, or whatever.
1: Well, and especially for a family environment where, like, your kids might be sharing a tablet. It's the tablet goes on this uh goes on the dock, it's in ambient mode when nobody's using it, and then one of the kids can pick it up and go watch a movie or play a game and then bring it back.
2: Right. Oh sorry, I fell asleep when you guys were talking about Android tablets as if they're things people still buy and that Google cares about. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I mean, it's it's no, it's an Android tablet. Google doesn't care. People don't buy them. And and I'm shocked, shocked, I tell you, to hear that there's a subpar experience on a tablet that Google doesn't care about. it's. I, I I am amazed that they put this thing out today, or yesterday. I, I'm using Lucy and the football meme a lot this
1: week. The use case for this for tablets, it could be more beneficial for those devices, but once it gets added to more phones, that's going to be cool. And that's something that everybody could use.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been using that on my Pixel, you know, with the dock for a year now. It's... People it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's dumpster fire dog saying it's fine, fine, I think. <laughs>
0: um yeah, I, I think Lenovo does this and then we never hear from them again. That's right. that's my concern is that these products get announced at trade shows like this and we never see them, we never hear from them. They just they just die on the vine. So, same as it ever was.
2: This is really cool. No, you shouldn't buy it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny because we've been talking about Android tablets recently with the Tab S6 and how it converts into a desktop with DeX. But really, the the market for Android tablets is just as grim as it was five years ago, which was just as grim as it was the first day the first Android tablet came out. Yep. Um, if you want a tablet, you buy an iPad. If you want a PC tablet you buy a surface or something with windows you know running windows if you want a good laptop that can sometimes be a tablet get a chromebook don't buy an android tablet that's my take on it anyway exactly it would
1: be really nice to see this new ambient mode come to chromebooks honestly but i don't know i don't think that's going to happen since if you're not using a chromebook you just shut the lid and walk away yeah
0: but right. what if it's intent mode i mean that's a really good point ara if you put a chromebook in tent mode they'd have
1: to fix tent mode first Currently, if you uh, uh, currently if you have a Chromebook intent mode and you plug in a mouse or a keyboard, it flips and it's up uh, and the display goes upside down.
2: Here's here's my question. I've got the Lenovo Smart Display. What was the name of the big one? Was it the Smart Display 10? That all it was. The
1: Yoga Smart. Oh, the yoga.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that thing. Have it in the kitchen. Use it every single day. Why is there any reason why I should consider Google's new big one? No, other than it's new and I like new things.
1: The only reason to consider the new one over the one that you would have is, okay, you could start, you could ask Google Assistant to start to pull up Netflix and start playing an episode. And whenever you're done making dinner in the kitchen, you can pull the tab, uh, you could pull the tablet out of the kitchen and bring it into the living room, uh, bring it into the dining room so you could keep watching your episode while you eat.
0: Nope. (laughs) <laughs> nope. Not doing it. I, I mean I love my Lenovo smart display. I I as I said, like as you said, I use I use mine every day. It's it's invaluable for me, actually, in the kitchen. See, um, I need but, to get one. I
1: still don't have any smart displays. All I have are smart speak just tons of smart speakers around my apartment.
0: But I mean to be fair, I barely use it as a display. I could probably just as easily have a Google Home in there and do the same thing. So yeah, it, it's fine. It's great for what, like, for looking at photos of my kid and my dog as it's you know as they scroll by while I'm cooking dinner. But yeah, it, it, for all intents and purposes, all I really want is just access to Google Assistant in my kitchen. Um, speaking of which, Sonos came out with a new speaker this week. Well, two speakers and a new doohickey, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we'll we'll talk mostly about the main, you know, the main product, the the more Sonos move. More
2: doohickey, more doohickey,
0: more do. Well, you could you'd probably benefit from the doohickey. We can we can talk about that later. Um, but the the Sonos move is Sonos's first portable Bluetooth powered speaker that also happens to be a true successor to the Play Three that was incredibly released eight years ago. Um, so, at, if you're familiar with Sonos, it is a connected speaker. Ecosystem where you can connect up to a hundred uh, different music services, streaming music services, and um, play them anywhere in the house. You can group speakers together. You can create stereo pairs if you have two of the same speaker. You can use Assistant or Alexa or AirPlay 2 to stream to those speakers. Uh, it's a very versatile ecosystem. But until now, there was no way to take it outside. There was no way. To disconnect it from your Wi-Fi and still use it, so the move allows you to do that. Um, it's massive. It's six pounds. It Ooh. costs four hundred dollars. So it's Ooh, not ugh. a. It is not a cheap Bluetooth speaker. So the thing that I would say to this is that it happens to be a really good Sono speaker, that successor to the Play Three that you can undock and bring outside for you uh, with you when you want it to uh, you know when, when you don't need it to be connected to wi-fi i got to try it and it sounds great but more impressive is that it's ip 56 rated you can spray this thing with water you can dump it with a bunch of dust you can leave it out in the sun for three days in the rain in the snow nothing will happen to it it is basically indestructible and that is my favorite part of it. I don't know I why. Think you're,
1: how but did, I just, why did it take Soto so long to do one of this? There have been Google Assistant speakers or Google, uh, Chromecast built-in speakers with this for three years.
0: I have no idea. But, you know, that...
2: Vader. I think I think you're half right here. And I think you're half right for the right reason.
1: Okay, um, hit me. I,
2: I, so, yeah, I spent the past couple of years like making my backyard into a place I actually want to live now that I'm not traveling all the time. And part of that was... was we put in the pool. We we put in a new porch, and we cover the porch. And I have a pair of Play Ones out there, like original Play Ones. Mm-hmm. And once I put the second one out there and made a stereo pair, I wondered why it took so long to do it. And it's really not that expensive now, right? You're talking you know, three hundred bucks for the pair, maybe probably less. Um, and it sounds great. Sounds incredible. They are covered. Uh, they are. You know, I'm in Florida. It's humid as hell all the time. It rains a lot. But I haven't had a single problem with either one of these. I did have a Play 5 I left outside in the same spot die. But it was also like original, original Play 5. So maybe it was just time. Um, so I'm, I'm less less enamored by the you can take it outside, you can unplug it. That's a big deal if you can't plug in your speakers outside. I you know purposefully set mine up. But I think you mentioned being able to unplug this thing from your Wi-Fi. That's the bigger deal, I think. You can really take this places where Sonos just did not work before, right? If you're on the road somewhere, if you're going on vacation, take it with you. That's something I would absolutely do. That That's a really big deal for this.
1: But not at that form factor.
2: Oh, why not? Put it in the car, drive it around.
0: Here, I mean, the thing is, you shouldn't buy it for its Bluetooth capabilities. You should buy it to fill a specific need right. inside your home. Yep. Um, you know, if, if you need something more powerful than the Sonos One, but not quite as hefty and completely stationary as, this, as the Play 5, then this is, as I said, the Play 3 successor. It, you can easily, you know, relatively easily pick it up. You can move it around, but it is, it's twice as loud. It's extremely bassy uh, as, the, as the Sonos 1. It has all the smart stuff built in, and it just happens to have Bluetooth and be indestructible. So that's why it's $400. Yeah. Um, but it's still very much a Sono speaker first. And for me, that is that's filling a gap in parts of my house that already have a ton of Sono stuff in them.
2: Oh, I kind of want to get one for the bathroom
0: now. No, don't don't get one
2: for oh. the bathroom. Well, but here's the
1: thing. The reason that I liked <laughs> the reason that I like almost cried with joy when Google Assistant uh portable speakers first came out was I could use a Google routine, start playing music in the bedroom when I wake up, go into the ba- uh, go into the kitchen, eat breakfast, and then take the speaker into the bathroom so I could keep my music playing while I shower. And that's the use case for this thing. It's, oh, I'm going to start making dinner in the kitchen, and then I can just carry the speaker out to the backyard while, while we eat.
0: Right, exactly. You can do that, yeah. I mean, there are so many options out there. I just think what's interesting is that Sonos... It's still a pretty niche brand, right? M- not that many people know it exists. Not that many people understand its advantages until you actually have a bunch of them in your house.
1: Not that many of us are willing to pay those exorbitant prices for it.
0: Ex- exactly. So just to that end, right? Phil, you mentioned you have a bunch of Play 1s in your backyard. That is now discontinued. After six years on the market, no! the Play 1 is no more. Okay. Um That's, Instead, it, there will be a Sonos 1 SL, which will be... Mm a version of the Sonos One without microphones. So it won't have Google Assistant or Alexa. Uh, it's going to be $20 cheaper than those than that product. It'll be $180 instead of $200. But it's also $30 more than the Play One. So there you go. I'm sure it'll still be very easy to buy a Play One for a yeah. while because they're always on Amazon um, for like $150. Bucks. But as of now, the Play One is over. Which is kind of well, sad well, because it was really it the, the product that, that brought Sonos into the mainstream.
2: And it's really, I mean, when people ask me which one to get, I always tell them, start with a Play 1. You will be surprised at how good it is. And and I really don't have anything in my house that requires anything bigger. Even though I've got a 3 in the bedroom and a 5 out in the living room. I kind of just bought one of each just to, to try. And And I would rather buy two Play 1s to put in a room than I would a single Play 3.
0: So yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I actually I had a chance to use the new IKEA branded Sonos speakers, the Symphonis Symphonisks. I had fun talking to Sonos about this because none of the people who work at Sonos can even pronounce that word, um, <laughs> and it was it was really interesting because that is the first one. The bookshelf speaker is the first sub hundred dollar Sonos speaker. Um, and it's decent. I mean, it's not great, but it's pretty good, and it's still less than the Play 1. That's the one I would tell people to get now, because Hmm. it operates identically to the Play 1, and it doesn't sound that much worse, and for $200, you can actually do a stereo pair, which is the same price as a single Sonos 1. So, I think that's the route to go, um, unless you want that weird lamp, which I don't recommend buying because even though it sounds great, it's a freaking lamp, Um, and I don't know. I haven't found really a lot of great uses for that one, but um, you know, if you do and you find one, then please tell me because I, I would love to learn how people use their those those kinds of products. Still my favorite wireless music system. It is, it's either. great. So uh, versatile. The the final thing is is this successor to the connect called the port. Yep. And it's a pretty versatile little gadget. It's still expensive. It's four hundred dollars. So not exactly something you're gonna pick up you know, just to, to have, but it's meant for installers and professional sound hi-fi people. And it allows you to hook up a vinyl player or some other piece of stereo equipment to an existing Sonos, um, ecosystem. So like, say you have a turntable, but you got rid of your receiver, you plug this into the port and you can then stream what's playing on your turntable to various Sonos speakers around the house or vice versa, you can then connect a receiver and its dumb speakers to your Sonos, um, to to your Sonos system, so you can stream directly to those speakers. Uh, it's pretty versatile, but not a lot of people are going to buy it. Yeah, you got to be serious about about your record player, your turntable. I like my turntable, but honestly, I don't notice them. That I'm the purists are going to kill me. I'm very. i'm glad jerry's not on this podcast right now i don't really notice a big difference i can't if i'm if i'm really really listening to like the joni mitchell album you know that that like you know that's that's playing and i and i and i'm just like sit i'm just standing next or sitting next to it i can i can definitely hear the difference it's a beautiful rich warm sound Right, but,
2: like, are and how are you listening? Are you listening, or are you just listening?
0: Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. If you're really taking it in, for sure, do you? Uh, but not for me anymore. Yeah. Also, my daughter loves trying to destroy all of my records, so we had to hide them, which makes <laughs> yep. it even harder to justify hooking up my my vinyl. Uh, like, my how was she destroying?
1: Was she like taking them like a gr- played at a Greek wedding and just smashing them on the floor or something?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, she's some not that too. strong. No, she t- she'll <laughs> she'll take. She'll pick each sleeve up and then she will find the where where the opening is, and she will take the record player out and then start crawling with the record in her hand, scratching it to crap <laughs> as she does it, so it looks super cute, and I've only allowed her to do it one time with a record that she got without me looking, and she destroyed it so my my feist album is now gone so long um but yeah, so that i mean that's that's. You know, that's why I don't keep anything valuable around when my daughter's crawling, because she likes to destroy it all, as I'm sure, Phil, you remember. Yes. Okay, last thing we're going to talk about today uh, is a couple of phone-based announcements, and uh, this comes on the heels of Android 10 being released earlier this week. Um, As you you know, Android 10, pretty minor update. We talked about it last week, but there are some nice additions the gesture systems decent when you get used to it dark theme theme made specifically for ara and ara alone how are you liking it by the way
1: uh i need more apps to be compatible with it i need dark theme for gmail play store and what was the third one
0: maps oh no maps has it
1: maps has it i'm thinking drive maybe either drive or google docs I'd really love a dark mode for Google Docs that'll just invert all my t- uh, invert all of my uh, basic text documents whenever I'm typing at night.
2: Is it dumb that I'm excited about the new boot animation? I mean, no, it's dumb. I
0: I really like it, actually.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I I think it's just really well done.
0: I also put Android 10 open beta on my OnePlus Seven Pro, and mm-hmm. it screams. Ooh. It is so smooth. With I gotta the, go do that still the animation. The animations with the, uh, sorry, the, the 90 hertz display with the new gesture system is just glorious. I highly recommend it. Um, well, is, it
1: the, is it the new Android gesture system or the new OnePlus gesture system?
0: It's either one. It does come with the new Android gesture system.
1: No, but I mean, which one are you using?
0: The the Android 10 gesture system. I don't like the one that OnePlus did. Not anymore. It, it started hurting my thumb because every time I would, I would have to swipe up from the bottom... To go yep. back, and it just annoyed the crap out of me was, after a while. It was not good. I started using an app
2: that, that let me do it the right way. Hey, by the way, did you see that Pixel 4 leak today? Yeah, The,
0: I the did. video? Yeah.
2: I want to, anyone who says that phone is too thick after seeing that, you're wrong. I will fight you. It is I not too to thick.
1: I that
2: the Pixel th- The Pixel 3 was too thin. Phones had gotten too thin. You need, you know, do you want more battery? Or do you want something that's easier to hold? Because that's what you're about to get. I mean, it's we're a gonna big buy this phone. phone. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's a big phone. But I'm excited for this thing. I'm ready. Release it. Release it now!
1: The only dimensions I want to shrink on a phone is the height of the screen. Yeah.
2: yeah. I want
1: a phone I can one-handed use without a phone grip, even though and I'm going to use a phone grip anyway.
2: I have
0: frequently small hands,
2: and that's that's always been a problem for me.
0: Well, this phone, I mean, this is the XL in the leaked video, and it just... it yes, okay. So it looks... It looks I think the same size, it's hard to tell really because you, you don't have the size of the hands of the person using it, but it looks about the same size as the pixel three XL, just without the notch. Um, and it looks like the chin on. Yeah. It looks like the chin on the four XL is much smaller on the bottom because there are, I just, I don't see front facing speakers anywhere.
1: I didn't think yeah. it had any.
0: Yeah. Maybe it maybe it just has the one on the top and then it has a downward facing speaker.
2: I'd be fine with that. I, n- I never use the speakers. Take the speakers off. Silent phones. It's the future.
0: <laughs> never. But what By about the way, when I've,
1: I need to do speakerphone on a call? That's the only time I care about yeah. speakers.
2: I love the Bluetooth LE thing That's that's been, is it in 10? T- yeah, it's in 10 because my dad uses that with his iPhone and it freaks me out every time he does it. Like his hearing aids, uh, you know, connect directly to his phone. So he's just standing there like talking to himself. It's the funniest
0: thing. <laughs> So I'm 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 just um I'm looking at my dog right now. She's sitting on her bed behind me just licking the floor. Just yeah. like uh, licking the floor. Like there's nothing yeah. on the floor. There wasn't any food on the floor. She's just licking the floor.
1: One of my parents' dogs would do that. That was mostly to lick up the medication that we would put on her elbows after there she you. had laid on the floor.
0: What are you doing? Now she's speaking looks, of non sequiturs. Now she looks guilty. <laughs> um all right. So let's talk lastly about the Galaxy Fold. So late last night, which was early morning Korea time, Samsung announced that the Fold would be released in Korea on um, on the, the 6th of September. Right now it is the 6th of September in Korea. So it's on sale and it's coming to the US on September 27th. So Um, that is presumably the same day as the iPhone 11s are going to be released, which is (laughs) hilarious. Um, but this comes after months of delays and Samsung reevaluating, uh, you know, what needed to be done to the hardware to get it, um, robust enough to, you know, be used by the average population. We have a post on AC right now where you can and a video where you can see exactly what Samsung did. They, uh, put the the screen protector under the bezel, they reinforced the hinge with more metal, and they installed caps at the end of each hinge, of each side of the hinge, to prevent debris from getting underneath the screen. All in all, I think, you know, Samsung did what it needed to do to, to get this thing on the market, but one of the more interesting parts of it is that they were launching something called the Premier Service with the Samsung Galaxy Fold, which allows, which will basically give you one-on-one time with somebody at Samsung to set up your phone, to troubleshoot if you have problems, and just to get comfortable using foldables in general. Hang 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 on. So
2: the original fold, the now it never was actually sold, right? It was just refined. no, it never went on sale. But but it was this phone that obviously wasn't tested enough that they you know started sending out to people. They're replacing that with another phone that hasn't really been field tested? Correct. In a mass way yet? Okay. But but they got it right this time, we're sure.
0: For sure. We're positive. Hundred percent. Okay. No right. no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't believe you. Don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm I'm, I'm lying to you. I'm not sure you.
2: you believe that either. <laughs> I'm lying to you.
0: No, I, I have no idea. I mean the, the funny part is that, you know, this is this is this this is the second go round. Right. Uh, there's you know, Samsung has history of releasing something twice and then having to recall it a second time. Hey, at least the last one didn't explode. I'll give them that. However, you know, this does seem like they fixed most of the issues. So hopefully it works out. I mean, it's still a $2,000 phone that very few people are going to buy. Or should and I And they took
1: I, yeah. away the pretty colors.
0: Yeah. What's up with that?
1: Give me my blue, you bastards.
2: If you didn't see my Twitter post on this, I don't know what to tell you. But... It's it's not. I I hope I don't have to say I told you so. I really don't want to have to say that.
0: Yeah, you do. You kind of do, I do Phil. a little bit. You, you I do definitely bit. do. You're you're so itching to tweet that.
2: <laughs> no, I I want it to work. But I'm sorry. You you I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt here. I'm I'm not.
0: All I want. I just want my phone back. Like they took the phone from me. I had no problems. <laughs> I loved using it. It was so fun. It was so cool to like whip this thing out and impress everybody. Well, that sounds terrible. Just uh, you know, just to show people what this thing can do. You can you you take a phone call on the small screen. You open it up. You 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 watch a movie on it. It just it's a fun experience, and I I really really miss it. So
2: that that's why I want it to work because. I appreciate how it made reviewers feel. And, and reviewers are the most jaded SOBs you'll ever meet, right? Because we do this day in and day out, and it's, oh, it's another phone. Fine. This got people excited, and that's really cool to see. And that, I think, is why I'm so suspicious the second time around.
1: I just want to see how long it would last while I'm going around the parks. like Because I, I would be constantly opening and closing it because it's like, oh, I'm going to be in line for 20 minutes. I'm going to open it and try and get some writing done. Close it go on the ride. Go through the ride, come out, open my uh, open it back up, and keep working. I really want to know how long and how many times you have to fold that screen before it creases. Oh, because like it's twice. going to crease. I, already,
0: I i i got a brand new. I had to take the plastic off. I got it. It had no crease when I started. Twenty four no, no, hours not later, not the one
1: you had. The new one.
0: No, it's the same thing. There's. I don't think they changed the screen at all. The plastic protector is identical. The OLED panel is identical. Doesn't seem like they improved that part of it. I would not be surprised if the crease is, you know, just as it, it happens just as quickly.
2: Uh, okay,
0: I'm gonna send one to Phil and just make him review it.
2: Damn it! Oh, you know what I do have coming though is the uh the was it the light phone the phone that's that is only a phone. Oh yeah, the dumb the dumb phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually really curious to try that. Oh yeah, I think we could all use uh,
0: a little bit of not being on our phones for a while
2: I think Fisher has one coming too so uh, that'll be an interesting thing
0: well uh, I guess everybody, you've already received some homework you're sending me some audible re- recommendations, you're you're telling us uh, what you think about all these streaming services, why don't you uh, send us your thoughts on the Galaxy Fold and Galaxy Fold Redux and tell us whether you're, you're interested in it this time around, or if uh, it has lost its luster after all these months uh, with, you know all these delays uh, we didn't talk about a bunch of other announcements but uh, fear not there will be a second IFA podcast with the mm-hmm. people at Ifa that's Andrew Alex and Hayato along with Nirov and Mr. Mobile we're expecting a round table a famous Android Central live oh boy, uh, currywurst and and uh, beer and beer, beer. filled podcast. So stay tuned for that in the next couple of days. Phil, Ara, thank you so much for joining me. It has been a pleasure.
2: Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye bye.